Hello, Jordan. Good to see you. Nice, yeah, it's nice to see you as well, Neil. How have you been? What have you been up to? <sighs> what a question. Same things I've always been doing. What have I been doing recently? Writing. All I ever do is write and then listen to podcasts and TED Talks. I you am, say it like, like it's a mom, bad thing. Well, yeah, I mean, look. That's a great life. Yes. If you are a 50-year-old woman, that's fine. But like at this age, you should be having some human contact. But the only time I ever talk to other people is through a microphone. Right. <laughs> I am right now. But this, this still, this counts as human contact, <laughs> surely. <laughs> no, but like, come on. You just touch... There we I mean, go. There's some human contact. Yeah. yeah, technically, man. You've got pets, don't you? Don't you have a dog? Not, not, not with me. It's my girlfriend's. I so mean. sometimes I hang out with it. Yeah. I know its name. Okay. What about, that's the start. What, what have you been? You've been hanging, dude. You just did a rap video. I was I bringing LA to Sydney. I was man. a five second cameo in a rap video. Yeah. For a Triple J rapper. Oh, I wouldn't call him a Triple J rapper. He's a rapper that's been featured on Triple J. Solid. Yeah. And what do you? And you showed me a little bit of him before, actually. Maybe we should give him a shout out because actually, oh, sure. he He's spits great. hard, and the dislike ratio was not earned. That's what we were just talking about. When as soon as you're on someone else's platform, because you just usually used to just ninety nine percent likes, the whole world likes me, but it's just it's just a very specific, tiny niche of people that do. But as soon as you're on something that's a national brand, and then you put your name on there. Instantly, a quarter of the people, shittest human being on earth, should be lynched. I feel like you're doing something right, though, if you have anywhere between a 75% to a 90% like ratio. And anything higher than that, it means you, it's just the same. It's McDonald's. It's, just, it's basic. Yep. Anything lower than that, that's bad. Yeah, you're right, because it's just that lazy, I don't have to think about it, I liked it before, it's kind of like that, done. Exactly. You're right. Mm. But yeah, his name is Yibby. He's a great rapper, check him out. Check him out. But this is, uh, for this particular podcast, we've decided to go with a theme, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah. So we've decided to uh, look into evolution. Yeah. Which your text was, 99% <laughs> of the content on evolution is trying to convince people who don't believe in evolution that it's true. I was so disheartened by that. <laughs> every single lecture, every si- this book I'm reading, it's just trying to convince people that it's actually a real theory. <laughs> There's nothing actually interesting going? said about it. All right, so over and over again. I'm still not convinced, by the way. I, I think God definitely did it all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> amazing if that's your take-up. What is the argument? Who, who's arguing this still? YouTube commenters. If you look at some no. of the yeah, yeah, look at some of the evolution uh, lectures on YouTube, <laughs> they have a very bad dislike ratio. A lot of them are dislikes, and a lot of the comments are from religious zealots. This kind of just goes with the territory. As soon as you mm. put up any idea at all, half of the people that click on it are just going to be people that are there to hate you. I feel like especially something like evolution, I think there's people just genuinely trolling YouTube just to find evolution videos. <laughs> to say, well, how do you know? It's, well, where's the evidence? You guys talk about evidence. Where's the evidence for it? Any of the comments in there, you think, oh, snap, what are you going to say to that, scientist? Or, <laughs> exactly, yes. <laughs> or every single yes. one of them, you just think, is, is always just the same arguments of, like how a... come we're not evolving now? <laughs> think about it. <laughs> They're like a sassy white girl. What do you have to say to that? Yeah, where's your where's your science now? Snap. <laughs> so pretty much every comment that you saw as a, an impartial observer, someone mm-hmm. who was on the fence, let us say, about mm-hmm. 
if God did it or monkeys did. <laughs> sure, yeah. No, I'm, I'm on yeah, the fence. I don't know. Yeah, it could, it could have been God. Did you see? Okay, so every, didn't every, Ben Carson say that? Like, if if you look if you look at the human eye, surely that was created. Was that him? I'm pretty sure that was him. Yeah. Well, I need to know more about that because I've only ever heard. This is the intelligence design mm. theory. Intelligent design. How ironic to screw up the word intelligent. <laughs> uh, but yes, clearly a clear example that we evolved from monkeys. <laughs> right <laughs> no. there. And also, you know what else I noted? This sealed the deal for me it's kind of like when i used to believe in the moon landing mm-hmm. <laughs> how naive i was yeah. never happened so now, d- but- just really quickly before we get sidetracked on that do you think it it happened but the footage is fake or do you think it didn't happen at all no i think it definitely happened i just there was a long period of my life where i saw one channel 10 documentary and thought oh case closed no counter arguments <laughs> not needed if channel 10 says it you know they're the authority there it was so weird. Do you Especially remember that when we were young because yeah. they were the channel for young people. Yeah, they were. They had the OC. They had the Cheese TV. Neighbours? Yeah, how could you argue with that? <laughs> they knew programming. And what have they got now? The project. Yeah, is that it? They tried to bring back sports tonight. And yeah, I, I'm just forget? trying to... Oh, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm. The, the real mistake is they haven't mm. bought hot dogs up late. Another example, like, clearly we're not evolving. <laughs> Love Island. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are monkeys. It is because if you see the dynamics of The Bachelor, what is it? Fifteen chicks fighting over one guy. That is as evolutionary as it gets. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a real case study in just Darwinian sexual desire, <laughs> no, and and purely just because people said that guy's valuable, but then you look at it, what is he? Um, I'm working on an oil rig sometimes, I blew my arm off. It's a good point. If you just put a guy into some sort of position of value, girls girls go for that. Well, that's part of it. This is the points that I know about evolution. I don't actually... If 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 a reverend came up to me and yep. said, where's the missing link? I'd be like, uh, okay, well, the first question I have for you is, what's the missing link? I'd have to get <laughs> them to explain it to me. The only right. things I know about it is from sex books. Which just shows you. Yeah, I'm probably ninety percent of what I know is is, yeah. is from textbooks as well, and the last ten percent is just from the research I did in the last week. <laughs> oh, really? Which were not sex books. <laughs> all right, so not d- human sex. All right, we'll, we'll get to that. That's the sizzle for later. But the ten mm. percent that you learned, what happened? Well, I read this one book called The Evolution of Beauty, and it sounds pretty sex to me. But all right. yeah, like I said, not not sex with animals. Although there was a chapter about human sex. So again, ten percent ratio, right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it just it, it it just pushed the 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 theory of sexual selection more than natural selection. So it said that many traits that certain animals evolve are not actually ad- adapted, you know, adapted for some sort of evolutionary advantage. They're just pretty, like with birds, certain plumage and, and mm. feathers and things like that. That just the female birds are like, yeah, that's cute. That's it. Yeah, yeah, because there's there's uh, instances of certain male birds having to do such elaborate mating dances, and ha- like the male peacock, the the feathers are yeah. so it, it it would just be a disadvantage for predators. Yeah, but because the females have constantly gone for males with the prettiest feathers, they've just evolved that giant tail feather. 
Well, how do they even survive now? They don't, do they? The only reason that they exist now is because... Uh, what, what's that big palace in India called? What, what the they, Taj Mahal. Yeah, the Taj Mahal. They just need pretty shit around it. That's, is, are they just <laughs> a really attractive chicken? So the only reason peacocks survive today is, is because Indians can <laughs> put them around it, the Taj Mahal. <laughs> hey, yeah, look at that. That's very beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Well, it worked. Well, what other reason do they have? Yeah, yeah actually, they, they evolved. Really Maybe that's why they evolved the feathers. <laughs> it's the same as... It's the same as... Uh, oh God, I can't even remember the crop now. Let's just say it's wheat, even though it's probably not. The only reason it exists... No, corn! Because of human... Uh, like, artificial selection, right? They that's caused it. it to exist. That's crazy. Otherwise, it would have been bred out. Apparently, you need... It, it was, essentially, humans invented in vitro fertilization in the year three. And then they just figured out that they could apparently apply to human beings. But it needs to be pollinated by a person or ostensibly really? a very intelligent baboon. But something with hands has to do it. So a bachelor contestant. <laughs> yeah, they're out of the question. They can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, really smart people as in someone slightly smarter than... Someone from The Bachelor, i.e. illiterate peasants from the first century AD. Wow, I didn't know I, that. I think that well, I think so that's corn it. is not naturally occurring? You know what? You made me really nervous just with one question and all of my knowledge has just fallen like a deck of cards, <laughs> but it's some crop and I assume it's corn. Okay. <laughs> we'll go with but corn. Maybe it's corn or we'll wheat, corn. but it's one of these major crops hmm. that... Virtually all food is made from it. It's definitely not rice, so that excludes okay. that. But it's it, it's made it one of the most successful plants of all time. Wow! Even though it is just riding the coattails, basically of disabled. A farmer riding the coattails of farmers. Yeah. that's all you need to do. Well, I don't know why. How else could a peacock survive in the wild then? Because it's a good point. I. It, it, it boggles you're right it's stupid and like, all those it's, birds it's an as advertisement well. of eating and they look yeah. tasty yeah yeah <laughs> the book didn't actually go that far in, in, into it it just it just posed the theory that uh particularly the go. species where the the female of the species has more well freedom in their sexual choice essentially that's when the males of the species develop more well there's generally mating dances and mating rituals and bright colors and, and things of that nature whereas if you look at species like i don't know silverback gorilla for example where there's just one alpha male who just beats the crap out mm. of every other yep. gorilla at the dream Damn. am i right <laughs> <laughs> what's changed bro exactly <laughs> um but yeah they don't you know they're they're just big black and hairy yeah, yeah. I mean they do have the silver the silver line on their back but do they nothing compared to birds yeah, that's kind of shit, isn't it? It's mm. nowhere near as impressive as that. I mean, that looks like something that you would see in a sci-fi film when you go to one of those sex planets. Definitely peacocks are going to be there. Yeah. This is getting something pretty weird. I am advocating bestiality at this point. But damn, if you were going to have sex with an animal, like peacock would be <laughs> right up there, surely. There's a way of animals. They're pretty. Like blobfish down here, peacocks up there. Blobfish? You know what that is. No, I don't know. What's a blobfish? Uh, look, I, I know sounds was... like a one of those really bad Pokemon. And like it magic is probably. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's okay. It, blobfish it's uglier than magic carp. 
That's that would be its defense, surely. Okay. It's one of those fish that lives in the twilight sphere of the ocean, and I don't actually know what it looks like. But as okay. soon as it gets a little bit further than say a thousand oh, feet, is it the, the one deep, with the, the the antenna and the almost like a light nah, at the front of it? No, nah. okay. I can't even remember what that's called. But I think it lives in that realm. It's probably the food for that. Mm. It doesn't look tasty at all. It looks like, you know those dishes that you get in really pricey right. Chinese places so that's illegal? It's probably a blobfish. So it's the incel of the animal world. D- it's just been question. relegated to the, <laughs> to the depths of the, the basement <laughs> of Earth. <sighs> Where it belongs. Exactly. It's hideous. But um, I don't... Uh, yeah, that, that's that's my that's my main point mm-hmm. of that is that peacocks are hot. <laughs> I like that you have a list of the most fuckable animals. <laughs> you know, I have thought about these situations, which is sad, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just because I watched too much of Worst Case Scenario again on Channel Ten. You're right. It's just if you were born in our generation, that's your YouTube. Like the times when Rove Live was edgy. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't. What what was. Well, I can assume what the show's about, but what did they do on the show? On Rove Live? No, on Worst Case Scenario. Oh, it was just all about if your car is ever dangling off a uh, cliff. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the love of God, don't press drive. Which apparently that's what you're supposed to do. All you're supposed to do okay. in that situation is kick the window down and jump out just, just for your information. But it had all of those situations that were just nigh on impossible for you to be in. I don't know why it was attractive television, but it was. You okay. know why? Because it was better than Daniel's Direct. That was what it was competing with. Well, there you go. That's something else about evolution. You look at the replay. brutality <laughs> of views. <laughs> the evolution of Australian commercial TV. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's the most interesting evolution out there. Uh, I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Now, before I go on to... Any well, what your thoughts are on evolution? I just want to mention one other chapter in this book. Oh, go for it. That was that was actually quite confronting. So, uh, do you know much about duck sex? I think <laughs> what a question. Maybe, but go on. But I th- so it, duck sex is actually quite brutal, mm. and a lot of the female ducks will die during duck sex. No, and so. The, the females try to go for the, you know, it, like with any species, humans included, they go for the, you know, the handsome male ducks that they like. But there's a lot of these other straggler ducks that basically just try and rape them or gang rape them. Mm. And they're naughty. Yes. Yeah. Just like a music festival. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so there's been this evolutionary arms race between male and female ducks where the, the male duck penises kept growing just these, uh, they grew these elaborate penises that curl around, and the female, the their tract. <laughs> I don't know what the, the exact part, the vagina, I guess, but whatever the pipe is. Wow, so oh, the colaca? Maybe I don't. I, I think they have an anus and a know vagina. Nothing about the female anatomy, uh, <laughs> and it's getting really creepy that I do, and it's yeah. also just like peacocks are pretty hot. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I think they do. I think it's a clacker. Yeah, those two facts together, that, yeah. that, that really makes it creepy. In very quick succession. <laughs> but yeah, the, the female, uh, the, the tract, uh, let's just call it that, has also evolved along with it to be more and more convoluted and, and complicated so that these male ducks, if they try to rape them, they often can't. It's like a keyhole, so the key can't actually fit and really? fertilize the female eggs. Yeah. 
So they have a maze of a vagina. Yep. Yep. You know what? Just little they old ducks. They always say it, but truth is stranger than fiction. Mm. Would never guess that in a million years. Okay, so they have an inbuilt chastity belt. Yeah, they've, they've, they've wow. just developed a rape prevention muscle, organ, essentially. That's so... <laughs> That's I don't insane. understand. See, look, when you hear how an animal evolved to get to a certain spot, mm-hmm. it just it doesn't make sense the pathway to get there. I mean... How did one duck survive to have a slightly... Oh, actually, no. Now I'm just... So there would have been a mutation. Because every other duck died. And then that duck with the mutation, with the first mutated penis would have been able to, well, rape a lot of the female ducks until one of those female ducks mutated and had a slightly more... more impenetrable So that would have just kept... (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's the correct terminology. (laughs) The impenetrable impenetrable gash. That's like uh, the very uh, frigid girl in high school. <laughs> the impenetrable cash. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, honestly, wow. you've, um, I, I do like thinking about evolution for specifically that reason. And it does make you think that... For impenetrable gash. <laughs> uh, for specifically that, absolutely. Mm. You're right. On peacocks. Well, any, any attractive bird. I'm down with that, definitely. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you're talking about bowerbirds, go for it. Pigeons, nah, not interested. I've got mm. better standards than that. <laughs> uh, they talked about bowerbirds a lot in in this book as well. Yeah. And yeah, some of the nests that the male bowerbirds have Brilliant. to make are just unbelievable. Mm, mm. Mm. Well, most of the ones that I've ever seen just have a bunch of Paul's milk bottle caps in them. And you just think, there's got to be other things that are blue. Oh, one of those little pipes that kindergartners used to make little stick figures yep very creative but every single bowerbird nest i've ever seen i always just thought is a homeless person living here like it doesn't look impressive have mm. you seen ones that i don't think i've seen a well i wouldn't maybe i just mistook it for a uh, former homeless maybe yeah. she- not shelter like <laughs> location <laughs> it is hard to say because it just looks like trash I suppose the big decipher is that they're, they're very colour-specific. Mm. But, look, I'm, I'm sure bowerbirds are interesting in their own way. <laughs> I think the ugly thing is, though, that she's like, when are we going to talk about the shacks? Yeah. But I suppose... That's that what I was like. waiting for. I was just trying to speed through that just to get to the sex. <laughs> this is all this podcast is going to be, isn't it? Um, I could imagine, yeah. 80% of it, just the puss. <laughs> the never-ending search for new angles on puss. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Look, honestly, I'll be brutally honest here. I didn't do an ounce of research, but... You know enough anyway. I still remember something you told me that was... Well, go on, pop, just confronting. Um, Ooh, I think I don't well, it was from Sex at, Sex at Dawn. Mm. And just that the natural state of female sexuality is that when... It's something like when they're ovulating, basically all the alpha males in that tribe would just pump their seed into her. And, then, a it's, and then it's yeah, and then it's sperm competition. So it's not actually competition between the males, it's competition between the sperm. Mm. Yeah, so just full marks love near. the gangbangs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could never look at a woman the same. It is kind of scary because and then you realise that the male psyche is geared towards it very evident in porn because 
the vast majority of gangbangs, 95%, are heaps of guys, one chick. There's very few reverse gangbangs. That's what it's called, a reverse gangbang. It's just implied mm. that it's heaps of guys pumping one chick. That's what guys like to look at because that's what they've been evolved to do. And it's also reflective in how long it takes a woman to orgasm, which is about 10 times as long as a man, implying that there's wow. supposed to be 10 men pumping one chick at a time. So the rugby league players... They had it right. They know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Like, <laughs> it's a very dicey thing to say, but Truly as long as everything's stuff. consensual, yes, it's getting yes, closer to what it that's, is. That's, but that then again, in the rugby, how many players are there on a rugby team? 12? Maybe a bit too much. 17. 17. <laughs> 18 if you count the coach. <laughs> and let's be honest, we are. So maybe double the amount oh, yeah. of that. Let's wind that one back a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just a, a, a standard European handball team plus their subs. And so that's the way that you're evolved to have sex, which explains why there's so many magazines now of women just being like, how to get your men to satisfy you better? And basically the answer every time is get a vibrator. Because yeah. you can make there's that no hope. Men. No hope. We have no hope as a single man. I mean, I've gotten a vibrator once for my special lady. Probably shouldn't admit that, but, well, it's done now. So you failed as a man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your, your little no. PB can't cut it, Jordan. Yeah, that's pretty... That was my thought. I was just like, look, I I, I, read, I read that chapter and mm. I just went, there's no hope. No, not even yeah. with Viagra. There's yeah. nothing you could... Have you ever had Viagra? I have, yes. Fuck yeah, Diver. that's my boy, Neil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good on you, Have man. you? No. Okay. But like, you got to tell me more now that we've now the questions out there. Come oh, on. I just kind of wanted to try it. And what did you report? About? Oh, I use it if if I'm having a one night stand and I've had like a lot of drinks, then I'll uh, such a good. I'll move. just uh, I'll like preemptively take a. Damn. <laughs> you've got this. You've, you've handled Fuck. this, man. You've thought about this. I can't believe I'm admitting to this. Um, no, you should. <laughs> There's no shame in that. <laughs> Nobody can admit to just like, oh, what a wuss. I was blind, drunk, passed out, woke up with a boner. It doesn't happen. Exactly. I think that's a yeah, it's mm. very brave of you, Neil. Thank you. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't know because I've never had it before, but I just mm-hmm. honestly... I just can't see. Once you buy an iVibe and it has 13 different settings and one of them is intimidatingly powerful, you just think, what is this, a wilder? Like it just goes into, you know that supersonic shift when something's <laughs> going too fast and it goes from like, to like, just that sound? Right, no. There's no you can't even what hear the What you say it's an iVibe, is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. I mean, look. Is it, it one of those ones with different, it's not just the... Oh, it's got a little Penis clip shape, stimulator the... on it as well. Yeah, okay. But that doesn't go that far. I think they figured out that that would just be, like, t- way too pleasurable. And so... Uh, can't <clears> have <throat> females having too much pleasure. Can't have that. No. <laughs> oh, Nothing that was also in us. that book. Do you remember this that they were talking about? The third electronic invention, I think, was the vibrator. Was that in Sex at Dawn? Yeah. Because I, was just, I don't remember that, but it makes sense. It does? 
I thought there'd be so many other things that would be so much more necessary when electricity was just invented. Like, I don't know. But it's always this, like, sexual technology that pushes the technology. Like, it's always... Like, porn is now, what, 90% of the internet. Probably. So that's what's pushing the economics of the internet. So if Elon Musk really wants to, you know, get to to Mars, he just needs to create a sex colony there. (laughs) And there'll be just enough money poured into it. What it is. It that? is surprising because it was like nineteenth-century uh, England, which was. Is that where it was, or was it invented in America? Either way, probably England. Pro- both like extremely puritanical societies. Yeah, so it does make a lot of sense because it was just repressed anyway. But true. On top of that, it's just a another piece in the puzzle that men actually aren't designed to satisfy women. Ten of wow, them that's... are. It's that's it's, crazy. it's 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 full. I remember that's, reading uh, that and then just going through this kind of nothing well, void for a few days. So if you really want to satisfy your girl, you just got to get nine of your mates and yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what you <laughs> and have a party. Give them a go. <laughs> I mean, so, so like like really rough bogans are actually the most feminist men out there. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like I just want to satisfy my girl. That's why I'm letting. Letting the whole team have a turn. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's pretty bad. Like, it's these books. When when you read a mm. very good evolutionary book, uh, you go away being scared. And I think that's why I'm attracted to the mm. the genre. The the books that I like to read the most are the ones that completely shift the way you think about the world. Yeah, hundred percent. And that was a recommendation from you to read that one, and that one. It did the exact same for me. Did you read it? Yeah, yeah I read it. Yeah, it was. Because uh, after that, you just it go was throughout. Shocking. Yeah, <laughs> it was just. Well, you go through the rest of life, thinking that everything was made for sex. The, the Big Ben. Of all the things you could have mentioned, <laughs> how lazy is that? Big as well, just looking at that one. What um, are you trying to say? It's it's symbolic of a phallic. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that figure, or, so, or it's just men, oh, a man a... trying to prove his status and, and and worth by creating a giant monument, which is crazy. That sex drive forces men in their own minds hmm. to build that. That's how they think they're going to land a wife. That's so extreme, <laughs> dude. Go to a bar. It's weird Rich. to think. So you think it's all well? Yeah, I could see that it's all sex. But what if it? What if? What if some component is power, or is that just interconnected with sex anyway? It's just another means of getting to power. Because the other thing that you learn from evolutionary books is that there's two types of men hmm. that are attractive to women, which is why you see you've probably got friends like this, right? That yeah. are just it was the guys we we're talking about before, stoner surfies that yeah. are homeless. I know guys that live in a van. Yeah, but they slay. So there's the version of man that is the traveler in groups and the reason that women are attracted to them. And it's the Mm. same reason that when you go to England, Mm. you just open up your mouth and go kangaroo and they'll go, yay, and just jump (laughs) on you. Uh, It's because... It didn't work for me. Didn't it? (laughs) I just yelled out kangaroo in the middle of England. (laughs) (laughs) 
You don't Maybe look you like you're from there. Pick up line. You yeah. look a bit more like curry or something like that, mate. <laughs> don't be lying to us. <laughs> so uh, that okay. So so the, the I you being a foreign man in England didn't work. Oh uh, <laughs> well, I was in England for two months. I didn't. I didn't get laid. Damn. Did not get laid. I was younger. I was twenty one. So don't Into know if the that. World. Yeah. Still a boy. I was. Uh, yeah. I think if <laughs> I go there now, I'd, I'd do all right. But I think that's another thing as well. You kind of just have to have experience and knowledge in the world, which is another reason that women are attracted to those kind of alpha male in terms of mm. evolutionary theories, because they want someone who's able to navigate through the world with ease. Because otherwise that person's probably going to get killed and then nobody's there to raise a baby. It makes a lot of sense when you think about it from those contexts. But the other reason that they're attracted to travellers, which didn't make sense until you thought about it from this angle, was that travellers are able to diversify the gene pool because back in the day, as in when there was 70 human beings left on Earth because there was Mm. a massive drought in the South and a huge Mm. ice age in the North, God, gene diversity came this close from breeding us into just being the blobfish. Really, we just would have been so inbred. We're all, we're all. It's not that long ago when we have a, the one common ancestor. Apparently, yeah, it's a cup. It's a. I don't know how long exactly, but it's not that long. No, well, how can we're it be all that distant long? cousins? Basically, no, no. It's it's that same thing that always annoys me when people just go, "I'm related to William Wallace," and it's like, yeah, you and six hundred thousand other people on Earth. Mm. The gene pool just narrowed in re- to a point, actually, where they think that if there was just a few more human beings that were dead, that would be the end of the species. It got wow. very close. Wow. Because... You brought it back from the brink. And it was those... Because it was one, surfy bugs. one surfy... <laughs> a current affairs one role. One traveller, one sex addict traveller. They say... <laughs> a couple of the, the current tribes, affairs... Uh, yeah, banged the girls <laughs> and kept the human race alive. Thank you to whoever that guy was. I mean, now we've probably got too many, but still, it's nice to have that gene kicking on just in <laughs> case that happens again. It's, have it as an ace in the hole. That's a good point. They saved wow. everyone, and now people are pissed off that they collect the doll, as if that isn't just reparations for the rest of what they did for everyone. You're welcome. It's Never thought about it like that. <laughs> it's undeniably true. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Surely they deserve... Yeah. What is it? They're getting the doll and they're still, they're still getting the girls these days, so... <laughs> they're killing it. Take them! But usually they end up having sex with women who are also travellers because mm. also women moved around the tribes as well and that's why you see that there's two very distinct patterns when it comes to mating now, which is... And that's why human beings are in that weird crossover of being half monogamous and half player is because half that's why we survived is because half of them just stayed within a tribe which meant that they were strong enough to fight off cheaters when that was a problem mm-hmm. and then when environmental conditions got too bad then travelers were more useful the thing is that human beings were right. adaptive enough to work in environments that were where the odds were against them i guess so, so do you think certain males are intrinsically monogamous and certain males are players or do you think all men yeah i reckon i'm pretty monogamous Really? Well, I've been in a relationship for seven years. I mean, look, I'd love to tap some ass, but I don't have yeah, something. Yeah, so in the that, but back. then that—that's it. That, that is the thing at the back of your 
mine. It's if there. you want to tap some ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Like, That's that traveler gene <laughs> kicking in. <laughs> Telling you, re- you to spread your seed. Mate, look, I'm not going to deny it. But I'm so, like the the overriding gene is mm. just like uh, just get married and have two kids. That's it. No more. Don't be greedy. Do you think, think that's a gene, or do you think that's culturally ingrained? No, that's definitely a gene because there's other people in my family who get laid. So it makes <laughs> sense to me. What do you reckon you are? Do you reckon you're more of a traveler, or do you think you're one of those long term investors? I don't like to admit it, but probably more of a traveler. <laughs> there's a reason there's a billion Indians on the planet. <laughs> and you know what else I haven't I had a relationship more than about nine months. So Yeah? Yeah. Well, that would highly suggest towards that. Yeah. And it also probably means that you're attracting women that are more into the... Tra- you know what it is? It's just, you can tell by the length of a man's hair. If yeah, but I haven't always had... Hair. Yeah, but actually that's true because now that I have long hair, I'm just like, I feel at peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely suits you as well. This is me. <laughs> wow, so I should really be a, a surfy out in Byron Bay, just kicking it. I mean, yes, or smoke more weed than you currently are, which we covered in the last podcast. <laughs> but I think, I think you should just in, increase the dosage of that sure. and you'd be more at peace. And for God's sakes, replace that picture of the River Thames with a yin and yang symbol. But after that, this place is... Look at this place. Telling you have created a bachelor pad. Thank you. This it, it does make a lot of... You probably are more of the traveller dude. Now I think about it, yeah, yeah. This is, this is the prime location. It to, is. To, to travel. <laughs> <laughs> In the one location. And you know what else as well? I don't know about this too much, but hmm. from what I've observed from an outsider's view, I feel like you have bursts of ideas and you get bored of those ideas pretty quickly. So you kind of have like that shotgun thing of just shooting a bunch of things. And so some of those ideas work and some of those ideas don't work, which is actually just like a, it's a cornerstone of success anyway. But I also yep. think that people that are you know, into travel... Because you seem to have more of that inclination in you than I do. Like every time I speak to you, you always have different projects boiling. But you, you talk to me and you're That's always like, true. what are you doing? And it's just like the same fucking thing I've been doing for the last six years. That's it. Nothing else. It's right. the same. I, I am a monogamous little mole rat. And you are. <laughs> you don't have to be a mole rat. I mean, you can be a monogamous lion or something. I but suppose. Sure, we'll go with mole rat. <laughs> I mean, look at my posture. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I think maybe all of these things kind of, you can kind of tell if somebody's, it's pretty obvious really who's got that mating strategy and who doesn't. But it's, I don't know. The other thing that's really interesting about these books is I like thinking about people as animals. Yeah, that's what really. You like that. I I love that, yeah, yeah. That's really intriguing. Yeah. Because we're brought up to think that we're essentially better than that and we've somehow overcome those biological instincts but we yeah. just definitely have not no and they just manifest in very different ways i think so mm. and actually your it's a toss-up i also knew this other dude and again he was into travel a lot but i don't know i'm not actually into physical traveling that much no not really no because well the thing is i travel so much just for comedy and then i i'm just a holiday for me is just staying in the one place for a month well, I, I get that. 
Mm. That is kind of the same with me as well. Yeah, the, the life and struggles of having a really fun life. <laughs> All right. Look at us complaining. This is our oh, job. Travel having so a much. chat. Do <laughs> <laughs> an hour of work. I know. What a madhouse. I need a month to relax. I, I've actually said that to my booking manager of just being like, just take the month of October off. I can't do this anymore. This two gigs a month. Yeah, well, um, uh, you know, another book I read uh, was about. <laughs> oh, this just fits into me being like obsessed with getting puss. Um, <coughs> it's a book about the uh, the female uh, female hormones and just how the female hormone cycle will affect their behavior dramatically, which everyone knows, but the sorts of things that it'll affect. So, for example, when they're ovulating, which is when they can get pregnant, they're that much more attracted to uh, very masculine traits. So, yeah, they're, they're even more attracted to like the bad boy. They'll see just like some massive, scary-looking dude on the street and just be attracted to that because it's their... Why? It's just their body telling them to find the most physically optimal sperm, I guess. But why do they want that when they're priggers? No, not when they're pregnant. When, Ovulating, sorry. Yeah, so when they're egg, when they're, <laughs> I did PD. <laughs> when, they're, when they have the ability to get preggers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes heaps of sense, actually. Yeah, and um, a girl, when she's ovulating, will generally wear more revealing clothing. Uh, she'll come across more attractive to people. So they did say they showed photos of girls who were ovulating who weren't, weren't ovulating. They all, you know, all the evidence said that the girls who were ovulating were more attractive. Uh, they're more like they're less. Their appetite is less, and they they want to go out more. They want to j- travel, and now that makes sense, doesn't it? You know what? Okay, <laughs> ovulating is just a nice way of saying being on heat. Yeah, yeah, literally. Because guys, they don't have heat. Well, their whole life is being on heat. Pretty much, I think there is like a some kind of testosterone cycle, but is it? Well, that's what the book said, but it it just said there is also a testosterone cycle for men. But then it wouldn't go into any detail about it. So sounds pretty dodged to me, actually. It just sounds like they just said <laughs> just that saying just, that to yeah. say, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> this was a crazy thing in that book. It said um, women who were ovulating were more likely to vote for Bar- Barack Obama than Mitt Romney. That uh, well, I can imagine that as well because look, Obama, <laughs> <he's> black. <laughs> yeah, true. But also, come on, yes, okay. He's he a very, black, very sexy man. It, I mean, Mitt Romney is not, he's a handsome man. But, he's a handsome man. But, but Obama's, yeah, Obama's pretty sexy. And like, there's definitely I'll a different, that. yeah, there's a vibe of, there's a vibe of sexuality that some people got and some people ain't. And me with my Kmart $12 jumper ain't got it. But I th- mean, look, different... you're a male model, so. Yeah, but is that hot? That's a joke. That's the, isn't that the epitome of hot? You're no, it's model. the, it, no, it's. This is, I think, one of the most hilarious concepts on earth is like the idea of a beautiful man. So it's essentially that you are, oh, you're pretty attractive in a female sense. Yes. Ah, oh, okay, I see. But also, when but it that's comes what to you women, want it, if you're attractive, oh, you're not attractive to females. You're attractive in a female way, in a feminine way. Is that what? In an artistic way, you're attractive. That's okay, <laughs> right, that's about something. Something, <laughs> I guess. But I think that some, like even someone like Jay Z. One of the ugliest human beings I've ever seen in my life, but he has a more sexual vibe to him. That's true. Yeah, a lot of it comes down to the like the, the the sexuality you exude. I think. Yeah, and I think 
I think, look, there's probably things that you can do to kind of make it and a little more that way or a little more that way. But I, I do think it is just like some people are better runners. I think mm. some people just are more sexy than other people. Yeah. Some people exude a sex You can work on vibe. it, but there's definitely, the, there's some natural travelers out there. Don't you reckon? And For as sure. comedians, don't you reckon? Like we're actually quite low on that totem. Yeah, yeah. In terms of, especially oh, yeah. in terms of showbiz, we'd be really down. Musicians are Without definitely There's the a few, you know, there's the Russell Brands out there, but true. he's, uh, you Such know. Such a rare breed though. Exactly. If you go, it would just be probably musicians at the top. And I think it's a lot of the attitude is just they... I think that a big reason that musicians are attractive... Because you have to... Because thinking about that from an evolutionary standpoint, at someone out in you know pre-agricultural times who could be artistic and sing was not the sort of person that could necessarily protect your offspring... And, you know, have optimal genes for you to carry on. So why is it that women are so attracted to someone like, I don't know, like Justin Bieber, for example? He's tiny, but mm. any girl would throw themselves at him. True. Well, certain, like teenage girls would, would throw themselves at him. But do you think that's just a product of the status he has? There's There's definitely the element of status, but I also think... And also that he's displaying a skill or whatever. But again, I suppose actually the reason why comedians are so low on it is also because a lot of their shtick or the the, the reason they're paid is to make fun of themselves and talk about mm. how shit they are. Yeah. That's not hot. And that's the least attractive thing possible. But, <laughs> but most pop stars and rappers are always talking about how mad their life is and how yeah, much extra yeah. money they have. And they're serenading. Their whole job is to just serenade women. If they're a man, at least a lot of it, it, pretty much every R and B song is just like, Charlie, let's go back to my crib. Let's go to a lot of cognac and all these expensive jewels inside." It's all but right. I, I reckon the girls actually go more for the like the rockers or the the hip hop guy. That's just yeah, I got all these bitches at mm. my crib. Whereas the R and B guy who's like, "You're beautiful, and I want to yeah. take you back to." Mm. It's to a bit creepy. You. Yeah, <laughs> they, they'll they'll be attracted to that initially. But I, who knows? I, I don't actually talk to many... Uh, well, it's got a more romantic vibe to it, whereas rock and rap has a more exciting... And that's the other thing about mm. it as well. Usually travellers have a very exciting vibe to them, whereas the leader of men have a more respect-accumulating vibe. They're the ones that are usually more into power, whereas the travellers have just cut the middleman straight out, straight to sex. Yeah. That's why there's heaps of backpackers that are addicted to backpacking as well, because they've realised that, that you can be homeless... And oh, still yeah. pass on your genes much more successfully than an accountant can, or somebody that has their life That's together. Good point. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because the the low tier accountant is going for that responsible leadership male role, mm. but they're right at the bottom there. Whereas the yeah, the backpacker doesn't need. It's not about status with the traveler. It's just about being there in the moment at that particular time, and being fun. Sweeping them up in excitement. They're, they're mm. Usually, these people have got a very because their life is kind of exciting. I mean, I, I was touching on this in the last podcast. I am very jealous of people that kind of have nothing, because their life is pretty. It's it's an art installment in itself. They have heaps of adventures. They always have good stories to tell you, because they do so much in a week that's varied. Yeah, they're but... closer to being a human being than you or I. 
Really? And it's like what? Uh, so what are you? Je- so you're just jealous of the fact that they have those stories? Or? Yeah. Aren't you? Do you feel that you live don't like you think a there's life? A, there's a middle ground in there where you <laughs> don't necessarily have to be homeless, and you know, you can still have some story. You know, maybe. Take, uh, I mean, it's theoretical. If, you, if we work for ourselves, like we can take that two months off and and just go and create some story. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But would you? That's you the travel, other thing. You went well. to Lithgow for a year. But what happened? <laughs> what I, 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 I stayed inside a room. Like I did. I, I might as well have not have been there. But you could have I've gone out more and teen boss, made maybe? some stories. I could have, but it's not really in my personality. My personality right, is to so be a... the mole rat. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'd be very good in an envi- a post-apocalyptic nuclear environment. I reckon I'd be ace at that. I'd never have to leave, and I'd have this sick journal for people ten thousand years in the future to uncover. I mean, just being like day thirty-five. All there's left is cockroaches. I'm so sick of eating cockroaches. I'd be very good at that. Right. But, yeah, like, yeah, in, in that Hunger Games scenario, you know how they're just talking about how in... <laughs> remember how it's just the, the kids that ran straight to the weapons? They were the first ones to be picked off. I've never actually... I read the book, but I never saw the, the, the film. What a rare breed you are. I actually like the... In, in terms of teen fiction, I like the, uh, yeah, the Hunger Games books. I did not like Harry Potter. I didn't like Twilight. All the other ones never really got into, but love me some Katniss, <laughs> Kat- Katniss Everdeen. It was, it was a, yeah, it was it was a fun story arc. Hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if you read the other two books. It was just the first book was kind of cool. And yeah, they definitely declined in quality. I would say. Right. <laughs> you know, it, was a, right. it just reminds me of my dad just being like, "I read this book, The Hunger Games, the other day. It's like it was written for children." That was his review of it. How did he not it know was. that? <laughs> Basically. <a> fucking idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, uh, look. Any other, uh, you know, interesting uh, evolutionary yes, ideas that you have? Let me just before check we, Before we wrap up. Ooh, we, okay. Well, uh, what else have I got? Tapped out. Why do you think? Because the clitoris, <laughs> of course, we got <laughs> sex. <laughs> Got to finish on this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> clitoris is purely just for pleasure. There's no other use for that part of the human anatomy. Why did we evolve? Why did women evolve that? Do you think because then they would create bonds with people in the in the tri- like? Surely that I think they mentioned that in the book as well. But that is not proof, but very clear cut evidence that we don't just mate for uh, for procreation. There must That's be right. Some... It was societal glue. Yeah, which is the another monkey, reason the monkeys are out there eating each other's ticks, and we're just there. Yeah, going at the busy. clip, <laughs> getting straight in that meat sandwich. Yeah, we. I mean, the, the, I think, I think that's why there was a lot of tribes that were talking about that have made a ritualistic thing out of gangbangs, and it's again because it kind of acts as this social cohesion if you can get past the rage that is induced i think there's just a point where if it's just a lot of people mm. having an orgy together hippies were right yeah brings in the lure. sure but then the society we've built currently surely that couldn't survive if everyone was just having orgies all day i don't know that's why what Ro- is it like that Germany's theorized as right. why, like, part of the reason Rome collapsed. 
because they just gave in to... You know a lot more about Rome than I do, but... They were out having. I love that. that was part Your of it. Idea of why this thousand-year-old empire just collapsed. They just started having orgies, right? That's part of it. I mean, you know what? That was part the of kind it, of the long and the, the short of it. Yeah, you could the say that. The hedonism, right? <laughs> <laughs> and a big part of that hedonism and decadence were the orgies. Yeah, sure. It wasn't I mean, just the orgies. I'm not trying to say that. I am trying to finish the podcast. You've asked me like a question. I could go, up, but like, yes, yeah. Like, we'll just yes, fine. Orgies. That's the reason. There you go. Well, that was fun. I think we all learned something. Thank <laughs> well, you very much for your contributions, Neil, about Rome's history. <laughs> very appreciated. <laughs>